Have you ever felt a bit scattered about the brain, like you couldn't focus on things that needed your attention? Have you ever had days, weeks, or months when you kept forgetting things? Losing your keys, your wallet? Have you always had a problem with believing you'll be on time to an appointment, only to show up 15 minutes late and not know how you've gotten behind? How many decisions do you regret? 10%, 30%, If you're nodding along right now, just know that there's likely a reason. Maybe you've had too much on your plate right now, or perhaps you're dealing with heavy emotions that have taken up most of your brain space. But for about 6% of you, your reason might be ADHD. Most of us think of ADHD as a new thing, especially women. That's because until more recently, it was thought women were somehow immune from ADHD and its effects, which has turned out not to be true. Would it surprise you that the first description of ADHD came to us from Sir Alexander Crichton of Scotland in 1798? To be fair though, the first clinical discussion on the topic occurred in 1902. However, it wasn't until 1937 that the first medication for ADHD, Benzedrine, famously referred to in Sir Elton John's hit song, Benny and the Jets, came into use, improving classroom behavior for some children while giving others one hell of a high. Therein lies the problem. The most effective medications for ADHD have always been controversial because their effects on neurotypicals, making up most of the world's population, was undesirable and addictive to anyone with normative neurology. Therefore, within a majority voting system such as the United States, these substances quickly became controlled and their use frowned upon by most people. Even today, with massive piles of scientific research dedicated to it, ADHD is viewed by many people as a hoax an excuse for laziness or poor behavior. By some, it's even viewed as a conspiracy. This episode, as we discuss ADHD, it will be part of a crossover event with our other podcast, Fossil Talk, The Courage and Creativity of ADHD. Fossil Talk was our first podcast dedicated to a condition that all three of us experience. We hope you all enjoy it and learn a little more about your siblings, your friends, or even yourself. This is Sage, Skeptic, and Storyteller. Welcome to the Triple S Podcast. I'm Jen. I'm Ellen. And I'm Annette. And today we've got an episode that is definitely near and dear to all three of our hearts. <laughs> it's ADHD. It a long time ago, in our brains anyway, <laughs> a long time ago is only a year ago for everybody else, but about a year ago, we um, started up a podcast called Basel Tov, The Courage and Creativity of ADHD. And we did this because all three of us have a different subtype of ADHD, and we really wanted to talk about how it's affected our lives because our generation of women is a little bit unusual in that Everyone knew ADHD existed when we first came about, but it wasn't until we were adults that many of us became 
diagnosed with ADHD or medicated or treated in any way because of the thought that women couldn't have ADHD when we were younger. So there's a whole generation of women who are in their 30s to 40s, well, mid-30s to 40s, who were kind of skipped over in that diagnostic process. So um, then we did the most ADHD thing ever, and we jumped ship from Basel Tov with zero explanation <laughs> and <laughs> zero segue into working with conspiracy theories because of, um, well, because of all the rabbit holes that we used to experience because Ellen would bring us these awesome conspiracy theories as we were getting ready for our ADHD <laughs> podcast shows. And we just got hooked on that. And then we were like, you know what? Let's do another podcast. You know, why not? What would it hurt? And then we just was abandoned the, most, the other one. The most ADHD thing ever was abandoning yeah. our ADHD podcast and <laughs> on a new one. But uh, you know what? We love we love talking about this stuff. And you really you can only talk about ADHD so many times in so many episodes and right. we covered a lot, you know. On this show we, we can did go into more broad stuff but yeah i'm i'm interested we we never did a conspiracy episode on Balls no Balls, so. and it was the perfect opportunity because there are so <laughs> many people who believe that adhd isn't a real thing and even some conspiracies about it i know, mm, I, know. I, mean, it, it's, I feel like if you don't have adhd it it is harder to understand unless you're a really empathetic person but you know i know plenty of people that just don't get it they're like i don't understand why it why is it so hard for you to just remember to do this or just you know like they they just think everyone should be able to function the same way but it's like all of our brains are different we are so different so neurodiverse yeah. there's mm -hmm. no one size fits all so yeah adhd yeah. is here and it's real but uh yeah so <laughs> yeah i've been experiencing here in abundance yeah i've been experiencing my fair share of adhd this week i mean i built two whole websites and uh started a new business all in about four days <laughs> <laughs> like what <laughs> like That's why hyper focus i mean once you decide you want to do something it's like a superpower you're like i'm just gonna i'm gonna get it done we yeah i forgot yeah then... <laughs> forget to eat forget to sleep oh yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> absolutely yeah i mean in these la in the last week and a half i i didn't take my medication because of a weird snafu with um getting refills and and then I ran out and I couldn't have any ex like grace period with it because it's you know controlled substances even though it's not really super controlled substances the way they treat ADHD medication is just kind of odd in that it's hard to get your hands on it's really tightly controlled even if it's not stimulant medication and yeah it's just it can be kind of a nightmare so I've been going without my medications and I'm just like all, you know, energetic and like, man, I think I'm going to write a new novel. Yeah. <laughs> was yours part of the shortage? Was yours part of the shortage problem that everyone? Uh, no, no, I don't think there's a, a shortage on Stratera, which is okay. the medication I've been taking. It's a non-stimulant. So it's not like Ritalin or Adderall. Yeah. It's something that's considered an SNRI or Sarah, um, 
No, it's a something norepinephrine reuptake inhibitor. Oh, I don't, okay. I don't remember yeah. what the S stands it's mostly for. Adderall, I think, is the big shortage going on. And I think it's still going on. <clears throat> and so there's a few yeah. conspiracies behind that, of course. Yeah, we're going to dig into that. Oh, yeah. People oh, say yeah. that, you know, they got their pills and the pills look weird or the pills aren't doing anything. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. hmm, what is going on here exactly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Is it a misunderstanding is... or is it a conspiracy? Hmm. We'll hmm. find out. Actually, no, we won't find out. No. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> but we'll talk about, talk it. about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody so, knows for sure. <laughs> Not a soul, um, unless you work in the manufacturing labs or something. Um, I don't think even they would but, know it working in a manufacturing lab. Yeah, honestly, that's yeah, kind of sad. You know, you're right though. The people that work in those labs, they probably just know like their little part that they do, and mm-hmm. they're not really told a lot of other stuff. And uh, yeah, you know, we haven't really yeah. had any whistleblowers come out, but nope. they're probably all all made overseas in labs that are hard to find. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no. I take it back. No, the ones I I think they're in the U.S. Actually, the ones that had the shortages weren't they shut down for some reason? Um, there was one formulary that did shut down. Yeah. Um, like so they were not making strict. They were not making Adderall anymore. Okay. And not only that, so one of the manufacturers shut down, which created a like part of the shortage, and then the other part of the shortage was that there was an actual shortage of um, amphetamine salts. So the ing- the main active ingredient in Adderall itself, there was a shortage of that too. Isn't that what also goes into meth? <clears throat> um, <laughs> well, so- it sounds like a meth ingredient. It, well, it, I think, it I mean, not I that I know how to make meth or anything guys, but like, I know, no, I don't know how to, make- <laughs> I know. I mean, they, you they took a lot of fed away from us because they thought we were going to make meth with it. <laughs> I know, oh, I know, I know. Right? And then that Sudafed PE, it was just proven to be absolutely worthless. I think they're taking it off the shelves now. I, I thought I read something about that. Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. Sudafed PE. Uh, fe- it doesn't even I do anything. Phenyl, phenylephrine or something yeah. like that whatever however you say that no drug it, it was proven name. to be it was proven to be bullshit and they're pulling it oh it themselves. is bullshit it, mm-hmm. it does like you'd have to drink the whole bottle to get it to do something <laughs> okay and, but and i don't feel like getting liver I, failure i just want to point out to everybody and i say this all the time and <clears throat> it really bothers me when people go and get medications for things like the cold because mm. it's a virus you mean antibiotics? No, like even even anything. things like Sudafed and stuff. It's like just mm. drink lots of body. She's uh, drink lots of body. Fucking hell. Uh, drink lots of water <laughs> and rest your body. You know, like mm-hmm. the, that's what you're supposed to do when you're sick. You don't need to cover it up and then work for the man until you die. I know. I never really take cold medicine when I get I sick. Don't. I just kind of, I, I just. You know what I realized the other day? I don't even really take Advil that much anymore. I used to pop that shit like candy. Anytime I had a little ache or pain, take an Advil or Tylenol or something. And just in the last like probably five years, I've been like, why? I don't really want to take that unless I have to. I don't know what it's doing to me. Tylenol especially seems sus. I mean, there's like lots yeah. of Yeah. Yeah. So I. Like, 
I'm not a big fan of anything that comes in pill form and that includes yeah. vitamins. So I'm I'm like yeah. I'm an eat your I'm I'm an eat your vitamins kind of person. Like, you know, get it I mean, from your food. Uh, get it from your environment. Our food, our food doesn't have enough vitamins in it anymore though. In America. Uh, oh god damn it, I, I know, forgot right? you live in <laughs> we don't have those farming subsidies. We uh, have rules against GMOs and things like that. We our food is great. Man. Everybody who comes yeah. to comes here from America and stays at my house and is like visiting, like all of their food and inflammation like disappears every single time because the food here is clean. Wow. Cause uh That's is, amazing. So how how many substances that were perfectly legal to eat here that have been FDA approved for us are outlawed over oh there? Oh my god, you can't you can't send a lot of things like you can't buy things from America over here. Like even the beef is raised for, if it's going to be exported, it's raised away from domestic cattle, guys. Like I think I've said this before. This is a thing, okay? The food, yeah. And drinks and the things that you put in your body in the U.S. are crap. Enough said. I've actually, I've heard this from people who've immigrated to this country from other countries like, you know, India, Pakistan, um, Korea, where they come here and they're like, I was really thin before I got here and I ate all the same foods and all the same amounts and I gained like 50 pounds. Yeah. Wow. And they're starting to cut down, like they're starting to cut down on home gardens and stuff in America too. So you can barely buy seeds anymore. Like it's getting scary, guys. What do you mean? Oh, barely buy seeds. You You can't buy seeds, but they're not. A lot of them are not heirloom anymore. Like Mm. so, you can't save the seeds from the crops that you that you grow because they're sterile. Oh, so you yeah, have to you, buy new seeds every year. Every time. Yeah. Every single year, unless oh. you get your hands on an heirloom variety. That's dirty. I don't, I don't like to And the, the whole they're controlling industry. how many, like, chickens and stuff you can have on your property, too. Oh, my God. They are. Anyway, yeah, we got, we got way off track already, town, There's a limit. <laughs> you gonna... I think you can only have, like, four chickens on your property what? here, even in this small only town. Only four? And, and you're not allowed yeah. to have roosters. Oh, wow. So, right? Uh, like it's getting scary, y'all. Yeah, but yeah, so weird. You know, so, that that could I bet you a lot of the food and stuff has to do with like some uh of the mental health illnesses in America, but well, and heart disease rates, and cholesterol and I mean, but how are the rates of ADHD in Japan compared <laughs> to like you Wait, you're talking America? about mental health in Japan? Are you funny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> so people just aren't getting diagnosed as much over there because they're not even going to get to seek treatment. They're just no, no. Yeah. And you, I mean, I I have some English school students who clearly have ADHD, and you know, luckily I'm trained to know how to deal with them. And so, you know, I'm able to teach classes in a way that keeps their attention, keeps them focused. We move around a lot. We, we change sitting areas a lot. We don't use a, a, like a textbook for more than five minutes. So like, I know how to control those things in my classroom. But then when you get sent to regular Japanese school, you know, you got 40 other kids in your class and your teacher can't focus on you like that. So yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if correct me if I'm wrong, but in Japan, they traditionally have not believed in mental illness as an actual thing, correct? Oh, uh, no, they believe it's an actual thing. They just think that it's weakness. Mm. Oh, okay. So they they Speak kind of the whole country like, conceptualize it differently <laughs> than we would. Yes, but I'm I'm pretty open okay. with everybody about, you know, like I have ADHD, but I'm also a very successful person. Um, I ha- I have my English school business. I have another chiropractic business. I also run an entertainment in dis- in a-, a business. I'm a singer on stage. I'm a professional mu- touring musician. You know, I I'm very su- successful in what I do, but uh, I still got ADHD and I forget shit and my brain goes this direction when it should go this direction. And I've learned how to hire people to cover my ass so that it's not a big deal. But, you know, (laughs) you know, I've learned how to deal with it, but I'm very open with people about it. I'm like, yeah, I have ADHD. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's definitely gotten a lot more awareness over the last few years, I would say, especially the last like five years. But do you think are the rates going up? Or are we just okay? So this is people? conspiracy theory number one. Conspiracy yeah. Yeah. ADHD conspiracy number one is that it's being overdiagnosed, and that uh, this is partially due to the fact that the older generations are not e- raising their the younger generation in the way that they used to, in that they're being entertained by uh, tablets and by video games. And so their intention spans are shortening and that's leading to an overdiagnosis of ADHD, what should be ADHD, but it's actually just a a product of the uh, consumer, the the video game consumer and Mm. Lifestyle. And the pandemic, yeah. the pandemic didn't do us any favors there. I mean, everyone's kids were glued to screens because that's what we had mm. to do to survive. You know. Yeah. So, do you guys do you guys think that this is just a, a social behavioral issue? Like, do you do you see any merit in saying, "Oh, yeah," because the parents are just handing kids tablets and games; their attention span isn't being developed in the correct way, and so you know they're they're expressing some of the symptoms of ADHD. Do you think that's I a mean, thing? It certainly could be. I could, I could I don't know if there's been studies on that, but like they've proven haven't they proven that social media is causing depression in teenagers? Yeah, so actually. It doesn't seem like it'd be that difficult to mm-hmm. prove if um, mm-hmm. you know, watching uh short-term, you know, short video video what am I trying to say? Video shorts or you know, uh just being on a screen for that long at such an early age, I wonder how that affects brain development, you know? Maybe maybe that is causing ADHD-like symptoms in kids. Yeah, yeah like symptoms, I would, right. I would agree with. Yeah, yeah. yeah like- Something that mimics it, but isn't the actual thing. Because ADHD yeah. is a whole brain disorder, right. and it has your brain structural manifestations inside of your brain. Yep. So you can actually look at an MRI of somebody's brain and be like, hey, that's different there than what, than yeah. what we consider I was I was going to mention so. that. Yeah, that is... Mm-hmm. You know, it is an, there is, you know, anatomical differences 
in the brain of an as somebody who has ADHD. And so right. if you go if you're if you think your kid doesn't have ADHD and they're just addicted to uh you know short form media, then yeah. get a brain scan. I mean, yeah. Well, I can't really say that to you guys in the U- in the US because like that's expensive. It would be three thousand dollars. They don't, they don't even do that yeah. for it. What they'll do is sit you down in front of a computer to do a test. You can go to. Uh, but if you can't focus or... to do the test, you're gonna. You know what I mean? Like the actual because I've studied the ADHD diagnosis. Uh, the you know all of the tests that they do, what they're looking for. I can't, mm-hmm. I'm very inarticulate today because I'm very tired. Uh, but I've had to <laughs> study all of this, and you know. If you put a child who is just not interested in front of a in front of a screen, I mean, there's other things that you have to look for. So you just have to have a really good therapist doing it because we are trained to look for those things. But I feel like some mm-hmm. therapists might just be lazy. Some doctors just want to give you a diagnosis to get you out. Right. Like the way that my, so the way that my son was diagnosed and the way that I was diagnosed and the way my daughter was diagnosed, all completely separate and way different processes. Mm. It was so nobody, not a single one of my therapists would even entertain the idea that I had ADHD before my son was diagnosed with it first. So he got diagnosed and I, I was absolutely certain that he had it because I think only like what? maybe two people on my father's side of our family don't have ADHD. So all the rest of us do, and it's quite severe. So um, I was not surprised. I was expecting it, if anything. And so the first test I gave my son at age, what was it, three or four, um, I gave him a very small cup of coffee. And he sat down for 30 whole minutes and played Minecraft after that which he had never done before. And I was wow. like, well, there we go. Yeah, and I like helped him focus. It cal- the, it when a stimulant, yeah. like, yeah, if you give your kid coffee and they sit around and focus on something for 30 minutes at age, like three or four, you know, you have an ADHD kid right there yeah. because any other kid would have been climbing the goddamn wall yeah. Yeah. and you would have been like, why did I do this? <laughs> so does he I still drink coffee? In, sometimes yeah. <laughs> um, yeah he does um yeah, that's how i focus coffee yeah i'm i love coffee my both of my kids love coffee um and well both of my i should say my uh, my born children like coffee i have three others that i inherited um so um anyway he got like a full rundown where they you know looked at his behavior in a clinical setting with a therapist for like a year they you know informally diagnosed him first because in the united states you have to have a diagnosis on day one so that they can bill your insurance but everybody knows that that's what they say on the first day and what they say on like the 365th day is it might be different <laughs> so um he's been re-diagnosed with adhd and odd and some other things as well <laughs> like four different times now so I know that it's not a fluke and also his uh, medications work for him so also we know it's not a fluke but when I presented this information to my therapist they were like well we're still gonna have to assess you for a year 
So I took one of his med- so I took one of his pills, came into the office super calm. <laughs> he asked what what the change was and I told him and he was like, "Well, looks like we have a diagnosis." So that's how I got mine. I threw it. Wow, I'm glad that um, they were cool <laughs> with you and they weren't like, "What?" <laughs> that's no, illegal. It's really, it's, yeah. It's so common for ADHD moms to take their kids medication so that they can focus oh, for man. a few moments and I believe and, it. You know, it's because they can't get that diagnosis themselves because of discrimination or because they don't have access to medical uh, mental health care. Let me. Um, oh, sorry. So then my daughter, because I already knew that she had serious movement issues <laughs> and I have this, my son has this, she was behaving a very like not the same way, but, you know, a similar way to him with the movement all the time. I took her into a place where they just run the little computer diagnostic test and then they crap out a whole bunch of paperwork for you to read about specifically how um, how she scored on it and what that means for her and what that means for her ability to learn. And um, so it was an actually really detailed report that neither me nor my son had ever gotten. But if I were to, you know, do this over again in Madison or my my daughter, Madison, was my first child, I would never want to just do the computer test right off the bat. Because like, like Annette has said, if you can't focus on something because your brain has been trained not to focus, then you're still going to get the diagnosis without having to spend a year in a clinical setting with your kid. And the benefit of that is to make sure that that is the proper diagnosis, because when you give your child something like Ritalin or Adderall, it is a heavy stimulant. It's going to result in outrageous behavior if you give that to a neurotypical child, Mm -hmm. and then you're going to regret life. (laughs) So um, it's so it's not all it's cracked up to be also with this conspiracy that you know, kids' brains are just being trained or that, you know, kids' brains are being trained by tablets and video games to have a short attention span. Um, That still cannot take away from the actual diagnosis of ADHD because, like, it is possible for people to um, learn the effects of a different mental illness. So that is possible, but the mental illness is still a thing. Right, like attention span is just one aspect of ADHD. Right, like there's so many other things. That kid with the attention span issues, you know, maybe he's able to sit and focus on a task that he actually wants to do. You know, well, I guess that's actually how ADHD works. So never mind. Yeah, well, the diagnostic, the diagnostic criteria for ADHD. There's, I, I believe, last time I checked, there were twenty eight. Uh, different criteria and you have to meet five of them to uh, be able to diagnose with the ICD-9 and the ICD-9 code is 314.01 and it also is the ICD-9 code for uh, long-term use of ADHD medications and uh, other like uh, hyperkinetic conduct disorder and uh so it's kind of grouped in to the same thing and that's what some some physicians are saying that the the actual criteria for a diagnosis of adhd is 
not very strong. And well, that's yeah, only one of the five out of 28. So yeah. Yeah. And so that's also the I, the ICD nine, as opposed to the DSM five, which is used in the United States. Right. But I so, mean, there are a lot. But the D- DSM nine, it's still the five, five point criteria. Okay. Like to, ADHD yeah. manifests in so many different ways. But I have a burning question for you guys, though. I'm wondering, okay. do you know or <laughs> do you know of anyone who has ever just kind of mm, thought that their child had ADHD and really pushed for it? And like, even if you think maybe their kid didn't, you know, like, do you, do you know anyone who you think is contributing to this overdiagnosis problem where they just read about it on the Internet and they're like, oh, that, s- that must be my kid. I've yeah. seen those I've seen those parents in clinical, like when I had to do my uh, clinical residency. Yeah, yeah. Like really pushy moms that are like, my kid has ADHD. And it's like, I can sit there five ways to the sunset and still be like, no, your, your kid just is, you know, having a problem with, you know, long-term focusing and is unmotivated. Yeah. I'm not seeing yeah. any of the other signs of ADHD, you know, and I, I, there were quite a few people who came in and pushed for it because they thought if they got meds for their kid, then suddenly they mm, in the, grade, the, the grades would get better. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, yeah. it doesn't work that way. That's so <laughs> sad. That is so sad because it's like, it's hard because there's this balance of like, I want to encourage people to like get a diagnosis, you know, if you suspect your kid has a diagnosis, but, but also like, I don't know, sometimes people do just take it too far and they don't think about the other things. They just want to blame it on something. Well, and that's for kids, right? On the other, on the flip side of that, uh, if you take any of the stimulant uh, ADHD medications as a neurotypical person, it is a major high. And oh, yeah. so That's why there are, kids want <laughs> yeah, there, so there are a lot of neurotypical people who want to get their hands on ADHD medications, go in and try to fake all the tests. And if you don't have therapists that are like really specifically looking at, you know, whether or not you meet the criteria or not, you know, if you got find like a haphazard kind of therapist, you know, that's dangerous. and. <laughs> It is an intense high. I mean, I personally feel like it's hard to get a diagnosis, especially as a woman. You know, it's even harder to get meds, you know, even harder than Mm -hmm. that to get stimulant meds. I mean, I tried. I saw three different psychiatrists before one of them would even let me try something because it was just you keep getting dismissed, you know? Oh, no, Mm -hmm. you got good grades in school, so you can't have ADHD. Ah, lies, lies. Right, right, right. Like, it's like, I couldn't even have a conversation with them because they just immediately just wrote me off immediately. It's like, they wouldn't even listen to me. You know, I had to, I actually had to go to a, I had to go to a nurse practitioner who worked in psychiatry and she, she was the first person who actually would like listen to me and, uh, nurse practitioners are awesome because they have less ego than doctors. 
Exactly. They do. I know. I love yes. nurse practitioners. I highly recommend them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like round of applause <laughs> for nurse practitioners. We love you. Oh, we love you. You're like, yeah, Absolutely. better than, they're, they're, they're seriously like just as knowledgeable as doctors. Yeah. You know. If them it, and social workers. Mm. Social workers are amazing. The The person who took actual interest in my ADHD and sat and listened, that was a social worker, not oh. a psychiatrist and not a psychologist, a social worker. Yeah. Somebody who is trained to work with marginalized populations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there and you're having trouble seeking any kind of therapy or medication for your ADHD and you want to be taken seriously, I highly recommend a nurse practitioner or a social worker. If you've struck out like I did with four different psychologists and a psychiatrist, <laughs> I struck out with yeah. them all. <laughs> it's hard. You, that's the thing so. you have to, you kind of have to shop around sometimes and find the right therapist for you because I'll yeah, I told, just I told you that too. Like, you know, yeah. There, there's a lot that are ignorant. I've worked with a lot of them. Uh, there's some that are ignorant. There's some that are uh, just arrogant. Uh, they yeah, think that they are the gods and they know everything and really know yeah. nothing. And um, you know, then and you got to remember that when you're looking for a therapist, it has uh, a lot has to do with your personality. I do not do well with a lot of uh, therapists, so. I have to have I need to have like a chill therapist that's non-judgmental but that will also like keep me accountable for things you know so yeah yeah, I don't know but I recommend therapy for everyone go find someone that works for you though don't give up I know so many people that are like oh I tried therapy I hated it it's like well you went to one person and they were a bitch so I don't blame you you know try again (laughs) it's great it's like dating you're not gonna click with everyone no, anyway, we got off. We got off so, track again. Here is here is the next ADHD yes. conspiracy, and this one actually is a legit conspiracy. Oh, so, in, previously in our conversation, we talked about how there is a shortage of certain types of ADHD medications. Yeah, this is only in the U.S., mind you. Mm-hmm. Other places right. in the world oh, are not having a shortage. Okay. And these are crea- these are controlled by the FDA and the which the F- FDA and the Drug yeah. Administration. What is DEA? Uh, maybe DEA, DEA. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember my 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 uh my governmental agencies today. I don't yeah. care. I don't live there. Yeah. Don't live there anyway. So they <laughs> so they have controlled. The creation of this, according to the conspiracy theory, they've controlled the the dosage of this, saying that it's at risk, while at the same time having the manufacturers who are creating these drugs put it in making a different type of medication that is ineffective for ADHD in order to have people looking on the black market to find their ADHD medications. And in the black market, their ADHD medications might be laced with fentanyl, leading to more fentanyl deaths, which is being used as a talking point for a lot for the current 2024 election cycle. 
Wow. So people have dragged politics right into this and crapped it all up. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> I would not I would not be surprised at all if the government was getting that fentanyl from somewhere and putting it in our country. I mean they It's a big enemy. Weed. They did that with mm-hmm. cocaine, you know, back in the day. Heroin yeah, from China. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, they've got a history. And yeah, this is what why people form these conspiracy theories because yeah. when your government is so shady and underhanded <laughs> that th- that they're bringing drugs into a country that they've outlawed just so they can disseminate them so that they can keep the prisons full so they can keep money in the coffers like come on but maybe, i mean maybe... all this has been really well documented so it is not a conspiracy and but this is what drives conspiracy theories, people. It's the distrust. And I hope somebody mm-hmm. who works in government somewhere is listening to me, even though I'm a teeny tiny little speck inside of the universe. <laughs> um, I hope somebody is listening. I hope everybody is listening because we can't lie to people, cheat people, steal from people and bully people into somehow miraculously you know believing in the greatness of our country we can't do that to people so it doesn't work it's like you know the whole the beatings will continue until morale improves kind of thing so (laughs) anyway (laughs) negative reinforcement Um, is not it doesn't work not on me (laughs) yeah But just because there's a shortage of Adderall here in this country does not mean that there is a conspiracy with drug companies, that they're just out there to, you know, make a buck or two off of increasing diagnoses. I rather think that the increase in diagnoses is really coming from marginalized populations where either mental health care was not available to them before or where they were not being taken seriously. So women and anyone who was, you know, unfortunately jobless for periods of time or had jobs where there were no benefits. So they didn't have mental or mental health care, um, low earning households that can't spare the time or the cash to go into a therapist's office, you know, I think that that's where, as more and more states are more aggressively dealing with their Medicaid systems and offering health care to more people, they're taking advantage of that. And that's why there are more diagnoses. Okay, Jen is making too much too much sense, so I got to drag this back down to the gutter. Okay, here. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Sorry. At, at the, our cons- uh, the uh, subreddit, conspiracy subreddit. I loved this. Here we go. I, here we go. Okay, I love this. This is by Watermelancholy. Okay, it's a quite a read, but follow me. Here's okay. here's my conspiracy theory. I'll try to do it very quick. The CIA, we know, trafficked cocaine in the '80s and the '90s into the U.S., intentionally caused causing the crack ep- epidemic, and used the money to fund black book projects. I think they didn't stop. The extremely unethical and predictable OxyContin boom followed by tons of heroin coming into the U.S. to create the opioid epidemic. This timeline lines up exactly 
with when U.S. troops invaded Afghanistan, which supplies 80% plus of the poppy's opium for the world. Now that we've pulled out of Afghanistan, all of a sudden, heroin doesn't exist here anymore. Now the opioid epidemic is over and has a terrible reputation. So the government slash DEA cracks down hard on pain pills. So no new opiate addicts can form. All that's available for the addicts of yesterday is extremely dangerous fentanyl cut. And inexplicably with this trank shit, okay, that just... Tranquilizer. Yeah, trank shit that just rots people's bodies and kills them. No new junkies. Wipe out the old ones. On to the next thing. If you want to go full tinfoil hat on all on this, all connects to George H.W. Bush, who was head of the CIA during the JFK assassination by the CIA. He oversaw the cocaine antics of the 80s, and then his son had a very convenient disaster take place if continuing to supply the drug supplies was the goal. That's, there's a lot more, but that's already a lot. So that is a lot. Wow. My very first really burning question is how this person thinks that heroin doesn't exist in this country anymore. Have you ever been to a city? Have you ever looked in an alleyway and seen all the needles scattered everywhere? Heroin is still here. I think he means that you don't hear about it in the news anymore. It's not being used as a scare tactic anymore. Well, it's not being used as a scare tactic. And if that's how what that means, then yes, that's yeah. correct. It's not being used as the boogeyman anymore. But um, it still absolutely exists. And there are other choices uh, for street narcotics. But isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting yeah. that fentanyl is being supplied by China through mm-hmm. Mexico? China. And these China is our next big enemy. Like it is, you know... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, and it's coming through the southern border, which the Republicans want to, you know, close. But that's not going to actually stop uh, drug trafficking, in my opinion. Uh, I think it's a little harder than, you know, just building a wall. So, oh, it is. Yeah, yeah there's way more to that. And I think that the government is bringing in most of the drugs. So, personally. Yep. You know, it worked for them a couple more, a couple other times. <laughs> Why wouldn't it work again? They're, you know, right? Look at prohibition when they, you know, when they took away all the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Who was selling the alcohol? The government. The government. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of my grandfathers was actually a moonshiner from Canada. Oh, cool! <laughs> That's rad. <laughs> yep. But yeah, That's we can't amazing. trust them. We can't trust them. And uh Yeah. I I don't know. I just don't I also don't trust the pharmaceutical industry. It's really sad, you know. Mm-hmm. We I think a lot of people have lost trust in the structures of our society. So Yeah, but yeah. there are so many I went looking and there are so many TikToks about saying that people saying that their ADHD medication isn't working anymore. Yes, I've been seeing that on Reddit yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is strange. And I wonder if it's because they're actually diluting the amount of amphetamine salts in the entire pill. 
Um, so it says it's still the same dose, but it's actually a lower dose, like, you know, standard shrinkflation tactics, but just applied to medicine. And, um, like, I kind of wonder if, if maybe that's going on at all, because that to me would explain why somebody's standard dose of medication might not be doing what it had done previously. But also there is something that, um, doesn't really get talked about too much, you know, not out loud anyway, not, not outside of doctor's offices, um, where sometimes if you take a medication for long enough, your body gets used to it and it becomes less effective. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not something that, you know, always has to do with the manufacturer, you know, introducing a defect of some kind. Um, so great example I know I already mentioned going off my meds. I'm starting to figure out that I think my medications were starting to behave differently in my body too, leading me to question whether they are going to still be appropriate for me going forward. And that's not because it's it's Adderall. It's not Adderall. I'm not taking Adderall and yet my medication is less effective. I believe that's because I've been taking it for so long that my body's getting mm -hmm. used to it and I'm starting to have what they call a paradoxical reaction to medications, which means that the medication does the exact opposite of what it's supposed to do. Yeah, but I wonder what the expression rate of that is. Like, uh, it's not everybody. <laughs> like, you can take a medication your whole no. life and it's effective. So it's not everybody. Mm. So I wonder what the expression yes. rate for that is and if that mm. matches up with how many people are actually saying that their ADHD meds are not working anymore. Well, doesn't your body change? Yeah. Like, every seven years, your yeah. hormones kind of well, yeah, yeah. And so... <laughs> Could be mm -hmm. that too. Excuse me. Yeah, it's, that that's that's a yeah. good point because you're you're you know. Yeah. Why why do you think yeah, you feel possible. shitty every fucking new decade you, of life you get? Like punches right, you in the always, face. We're always playing this game with <laughs> our bodies. It's like wh why do I feel shitty right now? And yeah. like it, it what takes the a while. fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. It takes mm -hmm. a while to realize, oh, maybe this medicine isn't doing anything for me, you know? Um, it does. Mm -hmm. Especially if it's psychotropic medication, right. because, you know, let me tell you, I'm, <laughs> I'm when you wondering... take psychotropic medication and it doesn't work anymore for you, you will not figure that shit out until you have stopped taking it. And then you're like, yeah. oh my God, it explains everything. Right. I'm, because it's I'm... working on your mind. I'm wondering how many people started to see other people talking about my meds aren't working anymore. And then just psychologically, they're like, yeah, oh, mine yeah, too. I think mine too. Even if maybe they are working, but it's just like, you know, I mean, the placebo effect power is real. Suggestion. Right. The that's what I'm getting at. Exactly. Like, I wonder how much of it is that is people saying but i mean no med is perfect i've tried so many fucking meds and it's like there is not a perfect medicine out there like i don't know if some people just have this expectation like it's gonna fix their adhd but you know yeah i think as consumers of medications prescription medications or any medication to be uh frank you kind of have to do your own research with your own body sometimes yes. and do little scientific experiments. We're all so different. like if you think that your ADHD medication is no longer working for you, 
you can, you know, take your medication as prescribed for like, let's say a month's period of time and mark down every single time you have a side effect, every time you have a good day, you just keep a journal of how your days were and what frustrated you. And then you take, you know, a week, two weeks, a month and go off your medications. If that's safe for you, because that is not safe for everybody. Well, yeah, I was going to say, like, I think it depends on the instance, medication. For instance, people with schizophrenia and bipolar disorder, you need to be very, very careful Ooh. about going off your meds. I highly yeah. don't suggest. Always, always <laughs> but, talk to your doctor first before doing that, of course. But Yes, but, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, write that down in the journal, too, and see, you know, every single day for that month, did you, you, what did you experience and how does that compare to the month before when you took your medication? Um, so then you can come up with a more reasonable idea of whether that medication is really working for you or not. Or if maybe you just thought that it wasn't working because you noticed in your notes that you were, you know, dealing with some kind of a grief or loss and maybe it messed with you. Like that's totally possible too. Not everything is about the meds. Exactly. Yeah. But there is still a shortage in the U.S. Yeah. And is. why is that? Mm. See, I want to believe. I want to believe in this conspiracy. This like I don't usually want to believe in the conspiracies on this, but I want to believe in this yeah, conspiracy because I hate the government. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're being transparent about this. <laughs> Okay, but let's think about this, guys. I mean, really, it goes it goes all the way to the top. This is beyond the government. This is the archons, you know, pulling the strings. Yeah. Lizard people. They Lizard want us people. to be negative. They want us to be confused, desperate, you know, miserable. Of course, they're gonna fuck with our meds, and have, we're gonna have a shortage. You know, it, it's probably just the lizard people doing this. So, you know, goddamn archons. I thought they already had the soul trap. That's well, how they get fed. But that's feeding the soul trap, Jen. <clears throat> All right, fine. You know, because you take away people's meds, they start like fucking up their lives and they get really depressed about it because they're like, why the hell? I can't get my meds and everything. So their negative energy is going out into the world and right. it's feeding. You know, my New Year's resolution this year was to like be, a, a, be a, like have more positive thinking, and I've already failed. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too. I positive. don't even make New Year's resolutions anymore because I forget them within a week. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, but but no, the the archon. I think it's all the archon's fault. You know, for this. Absolutely. Everything. <laughs> Yeah, that it explains I, everything. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't want to get on too much of a tangent, but I can't remember what text it was in. It was either the Gnostic Bible or some other text where it was talking about them. They're wanting a negative harvest. You know, they're trying to get as many oh yeah, I heard about that too. Yeah, possible. I don't even remember where we read that from, but but it's like you know, it just it it almost feels like that's what's happening in our world. People are getting more and more miserable overall it's spreading i feel like the archons are just no oh sorry sorry but i feel like the archons are just like this made-up idea of narcissism and like because we know our narcissism we see narcissism and to take pleasure in somebody else's pain is highly narcissistic so like the archons are probably just like some narrative for like the elites of the world who are pretty steadily narcissists yeah yeah adhd thought 
quick ADHD thought. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start taking the N away from narcissists and then call them arsicists. <laughs> so then it's all Arse. narcissistic behavior. Because you're you an arse. Because you're, you're a freaking arse. Stop being an arse. I love it. <laughs> Assistic. Arsicistic. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I like it. But it's yeah. Good. Either Quick way. There. But exactly. Who, whoever's in charge, they are definitely not an empathetic person that or people that want to help other people. It's like it just seems like year after year it gets more expensive to live to just exist harder to survive okay here yep this is like the greatest question i have for you because like okay skeptic here but you know if you look at your current representatives do you feel that any of them are actually working for you i mean there are a few that maybe for money and power the higher up you get those people are not interested in what is best for all of us. Exactly. They, they don't care. The, all they want is power and money, and they're making these decisions based off of the bankrolling of these major corporations. And if you look at the major corporations in the world, they're all owned by like three different mega corporations. So oh, it's sick. Oh my god! Or maybe it's ten. I don't so, know, but it's this not is very why many. Bernie was silenced. In my opinion, this is why Bernie Sanders was silenced and like mm-hmm. just railroaded he spoke, he spoke off for the, the people. Because anyone who does, I mean, that's yeah, why I, he was like, I feel like he was truly going, like trying to represent the people and yes. you know everybody involved in government and corporations and you know the horrible enmeshment that's that exists there. Um, they were all like, no way, this guy is going to ruin our billionaire fun for everyone. Like, it's- Almost trillionaire, as Ellen pointed out earlier in our yeah, discussion. Yeah. I think that was before we were recording. Mm, yeah, we're yeah. supposed to have a, tr- a trillionaire in the next decade, but poverty is not going to be eradicated for another 230 years. So Yeah, well, hopefully if that- we'll like, go all French yeah, Revolution on that person's ass and like God. take him out to the street and hang him. Like, seriously, if you're a trillionaire, you need to die. You need to die. Just die. <laughs> so this is kind of, now that we're <laughs> talking go. about, now now that we jump from ADHD to politics, this is one of the things that I don't, I don't really understand about um, the current U- United States political system. Um, people are against Biden. I can understand that he is, uh, he's establishment politician but why is your savior trump i don't understand this isn't he an elite Mm. yes i mean i he is an elite he's not my savior so i can't speak for those people but you know what i mean like but you're you said i hope we go all french revolution on their ass right but isn't that what they tried to do Wait, on January oh, 6th, oh, you, the- you know, like, isn't that what oh, they tried yeah. to do? So, yeah. but yeah. like, I don't think it is what they tried to do because they're being led by somebody who's extremely wealthy to do his particular bidding of getting their head, the not his, in their head. They don't understand that He's they were charmer. doing somebody else's bidding. Okay. In their head, they are the next French revolution and they are just trying to bring justice to the average man. They believe right, these, so they actually believe this. Okay. But like, 
If you right. go logically down that line, then why are you following an elite? I know. Yeah. I know. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That <sighs> is we, a very good question. We need to, we and need a good to point. talk we need to talk about that Baron Trump book sometime. Too. Oh, we're doing that next week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I have been reading up on those. Tune in next week. It's going to be a good talk, and we're going to talk about U.S. politics. It's going to be interesting. This is where politics and conspiracies intersect right here. And I love it. I love it because I'm such a political junkie. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I try, like, I'm one of those, like, I don't know, maybe fair weather political junkies because I'll go and I'll be like, yes, give me my fix. I'm going to be angry, so angry for months, and then I'm going to be like, I need a detox. Yeah. I'm not going to look at politics. Oh, can't it's like can't a year. <laughs> it's like the NFL for me, man. Pick your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it. Sports. <laughs> We're going to argue. Well, this, this year is the Super Bowl in yeah. November. So. Oh, my God. Going to get yep. interesting. We'll oh, I know. I'm like following all the trends. I am totally, totally excited about this. I love watching people who are politically like really far on these like spectrums because I, it just fascinates me because I'm so like I'm such a middle independent, and so I'm looking at both sides, just kind of going, "What you doing?" You know, <laughs> like oh. I don't even know how to categorize myself, even to be honest. Like mm-hmm. I know that I'm progressivey, and I know that I agree with liberal people on some things. But I also disagree with them on some things. And I agree with conservatives on some things that would surprise people. So it's, I just, I don't feel like I have a home. I feel. No, I I feel like there's a lot of people that are moderate like that. And, you know, me too. I, I agree. I don't really, I don't identify with either side. I mean, to be honest, I don't even think it. Republicans and Democrats, we should be working together. You know, yeah. they should be working together. And really, it's a class war happening right now. This is race yes. versus poor. The rich people are trying yes. to get us to fight each other. Uh, meanwhile, we're we're not. You know, once we all alone. figure it out, they're in trouble. Yeah, I you think people are I, waking up. I had, I had a very, just absolutely, at like wonderful conversation with a politics instructor um, in college, like it was after class and I was hanging around and he was talking to me one-on-one about the merits of introducing a three-party system so that- Like no labels? uh, What do you mean? No labels. Haven't you heard of no No labels? No, not yet. Why? Oh, no labels. They're they're considering actually- Throwing in, it's uh, one Democrat and one Republican, one running as president and vice president. So it's a mixed ticket. Oh, oh maybe I cool. have heard of this. So yeah. similar to that. It's like Mnuchin. But with three parties. So you form a third party, you, you know, that third party gets, you know, equal space and consideration on tickets. So the idea is that if you, if the, if they were required to do one third Republicans, one third Democrats, one third, you know, independent, third, this other party, mm-hmm. yeah. then in Congress, in the House, nobody would ever have a majority vote. Oh, so you force like to that. together. I like things in threes too. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like three. <laughs> Trios are great. great. I mean, here we yeah. are. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> There's three different subtypes of ADHD. We each inhabit one of them. Trios. Yay. Yeah. And you know what? Then maybe they'll get the ADHD medication all shit sorted out and get your food system all cleaned out and, you know, bring back health for the younger, uh, for, for the masses. And, you know, maybe fix inflation. Also increasing, you know, our wages so that you don't have to work till you're dead. Dude, Nikki Haley this yeah. week, or like a couple weeks ago, she was like, we're going to increase the, the uh, retirement age to 70. And I was like, bitch, I don't want to work no. until I'm 70. <laughs> no. No, no, no. That is such a bad idea for so many reasons. I can't even count them all. I That's don't what they have were that protesting many about in France, wasn't it? No, no. Uh, that was one did. of the things. They've been protesting a lot of yeah, different yeah. things lately. <laughs> That's true. They did. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Like Go last France. year, last year, whatever that was, like six months ago. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it was because they tried, they tried to raise the retirement age. Yeah. Don't fuck around with people's retirement. No. Mm-mm, no way. Or social I'm sorry, security. But once you hit yeah. a certain age, you're just not going to be as productive anyway. Like, you're tired, you have ailments, your body hurts, you're tired because you had kids, and also you're tired. And then you're tired. And then you're tired more. So just let them rest, people. They've earned it. They've worked forever. I mean, they've been mothers, they've been grandparents, like, and I'm counting mothers specifically because we get railroaded into situations with zero retirement because Mm. we are not thought of as Mm -hmm. a real like mothers are not considered like that's not a real job but no we just spend our entire lives doing it right this is a capitalistic this is a capitalistic system mothers do not contribute anything to the economy obviously and so we are except for raising the next majority yeah majority of the buying decisions (laughs) like oh then no you know women let's just not have any more babies and see how the economy does after that that's kind of what's yep, happening. That's right. Yeah, well, yeah, well, even my daughter, kids. my daughter is like, she, uh, my daughter, Emily, she's 21. And she's like, I'm not having kids. And I was like, well, that's fine. But why? And she, she was like, I watched you with the <laughs> twins. I was old enough to actually watch you raise them. And I, I like my life. I want freedom. It's expensive. It's yeah. expensive to have kids. And, and yeah, I think, I, I don't know anyone that's a Gen Zer that is, planning on having kids personally but no they're all saying like no mm-hmm. except my daughter yeah, corinne my daughter corinne is oh. like i'm having all the babies <laughs> well she's still young she has time to she has a learn yeah more. she's scary that that one's gonna be that that one's scary well our our adhd conversation did go all over the place like (laughs) because we have adhd we're unmasking here people did we we... ever get to point number three on this because you yeah we kind of we covered one and two at the same time so it was okay okay good all right all right perfect all right i'm just checking because we did actually have some form of organization going here and it went in theory Yeah, in theory. No, but you guys, we stuck to it for the most part. Like 70% of this was about ADHD yeah. and, you know, conspiracies. The other 30 was just fucking around. So, but yeah. that's what y'all are and here for, have... right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably here to 
just listen to us make speech blunders and like misquote people and <laughs> all kinds of chaos. Yeah. Thank you for listening, yeah. everybody. And tune in yeah. next week for Baron Trump's incredible <laughs> adventure. Unless we change what? our mind and do something else, because we might do Cause, that. Because you know, we could. Yeah. We That's how much control we have in this scenario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. All right. But seriously, we do appreciate every single one of you out there listening. We love doing these chats. It's fun for us. And we love it when we hear from people who are like, we just like what you're doing. Thank you. And, you know, that just cheers us right up, guys. It, it makes us have a great day. So, Anyway, I hope you're having a great day wherever you are or night. And we'll see you next time on the Triple S Podcast. Peace. Bye. Bye.